They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Dumbest Podcast on Earth, a.k.a. G-Splash, where we hit you six-pop culture news stories of the week. I'm your host, Bradley Bax, my man, Chris. Fuck you, what? Fancy, look at that bean. That's me. <laughs> is it is it weird now that we can see uh, we can see each other? <laughs> you think it makes it's it... strange. I mean, we spent uh, we've been doing this for what two three, two years plus three years. Three years. We tried to do three it three years. Yeah, remember we used to, we used to try to do it on Facetime. I mean, the, our connection. Yeah, that didn't just, work uh, so good. Yeah, it was like that didn't work so good. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking all kinds of great news stories, Brad. I'm sure that you have a great doc you put together for me to review, and I can't wait to dig into it. But I'm pretty sure the main story is Secret Wars, a comic line from the 80s that uh, was very big to Marvel Universe as a whole in that time and introduced a lot of cool things and new characters. Uh, it's very famous and now is the something anniversary. I'm going to guess it's in the 20s, maybe 30s. It's the 35th. It's the 35th, 35th anniversary right of Secret of Wars. The 30s. And I could be wrong on this, but some of the research I did, we'll obviously get into it later, but... This was like the first comic crossover event? That mm-hmm. doesn't sound right to me. But I, I think it was it the first is. big, like, where it was different things from different titles and all smash them together, which we'll get into the details of that because in itself there's a problem with this whole thing, but we'll we'll kick that down the road. Well, I can't wait to talk about it. But, Chris, before we get into the show, we got some upcoming announcements. Oh. Next week, since we are still quarantined and can't hit the movies or shake anything up, still trying to figure out the show, but... Next week, we'll be talking the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. That'll it's be a fun. real anniversary heavy show at this point. This year has just been. Yeah, it's our. All anniver- I mean, anniversaries of You something. might as well keep going. It's yeah, my grandma's well keep- birthday this week, and it's the main topic. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, also, we just talked about the next episode, which we're doing X Men Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Issue yes. uh, number three, which was a dope issue as well. Comic books. Well, we can't support the comic book shops right now because we're all at stay at home and they're non-essential. But when they come back, hit your local comic shop because keeping them afloat. Some places can. If you can order online, you still can. And they'll like throw and them to you, you as you drive by. Like, take up. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's all back issues. So now's your time to really catch up on. Like me, I'm backed up on Batman, so I might have to just just really pick dig it up, in. You know to... what I mean? city of bane and go through all that stuff yeah that's exactly where i'm at it's weird you know that but also chris we got a new show uh we got a new show to talk about it's called what the franchise whoa yeah me and katie have decided to spark up a new show genius still working out those details but it's gonna be on our first episode next week it's the, the days don't matter anymore <laughs> yeah they don't they don't it's gonna be on the x-men franchise so there's 13 films in that one one which is delayed till life gets back together yeah and there's two timelines so it's a little confusing it's a little bingo bango bang bang that's Chris, it let's get some news baby hey dig in let's do the news Jesus. 
good button combination that just happened Great. on Xbox, so we'll leave it in there. Really Lego like Dom. Nice feel. <laughs> Lego Dom is the first story on our uh, docket. The toy behemoth Lego recently signed a deal with Universal Pictures to bring Fast and Furious to life with brand new Lego sets. The Lego set will consist of 1,700, sorry, 1,077 pieces, and it'll be a replica of the 1970 Dodge Charger RT. You know, it's the it's the it's the black one in the first movie that goes and then they go boom and gets hit by a truck. Spoiler alert! But it was like 20 years ago, so you probably should know that. Yeah, uh, the model will also come with a wheel stand position that will be used to display the scene that Chris is talking about. Told you, I'm sure. But I'm quite, my question to you, Chris, is with the movies being pushed back, are we? I notice we're still seeing some of the merchandise come out. Do you think this is gonna be a good thing or a bad thing? Are we gonna get all of it or some of it? I don't know. It's tough to it's it's tough because like you, they make all this product, right? And so they want to push that out to here's the movie and here's the toys and here's all that stuff. We know how this works right. with toys making money look at all the toys behind you that make money uh so it's tough to think like did they make this to support the franchise was the whole idea behind this contract with lego to make it so that they could endorse the movie or you know what i mean so it's a weird thing there because if you release it too early and they push the movie till next year now it's kind of irrelevant it's just like it's just like dropping a weird obscure set so you probably want to do it around there but at the same time with Lego, if you're if you're in the aisle, right? Lego's still a kids company, as as this shelf next to me would would probably disagree with, since I'm a grown ass man with no kids. But <laughs> it's it's a kids toy company, right? So like you got this right. thing where you're like, okay, cool, man. Like if you're walking down the aisle with your kid and they're like, I want Ninjago or whatever, you're not gonna be like, well, how about a 1970 Dodge Charger from the hit film Fast and the Furious? Uh, so I think that. Uh, this toy is meant for a certain audience and a certain audience right. is going to purchase it. You're not going to actually, if you're no one's sitting there like, is it an X wing kind of day or a charger? Kind? No, you're buying it on purpose. So whenever they release it, it's going to do fine. Maybe it's actually going to be a little stopgap to be like, Hey, here's something for the fans, of the franchise, go buy this Lego set, I guess, and do it at home when you're trapped. And then, and then next year you'll get to see fast and the furious 40 or whatever the hell this next one's going to be. Doesn't John Cena look weird in the promo stuff. I got to say, because he got super thin. Is that what it is? I think so. He just looks it's like, like a, I don't know. He, he Whatever. It's weird. It's like seeing like a, a, a like a Muppet out of costume. There's that. Speaking of, I don't I don't even know how to have a segue here. What about uh, the price point on this, uh, this bad boy is going to be? Probably $75. $170? $170? I don't know. Oh. I did read. It's also not a regular Lego set. It's a uh, Technics. Technics. Yeah, Technics. Yeah, I've been watching Lego but, Masters. There you go. Katie says it's going to be $119 for that Lego set, by the way, folks. Boom. Shout out to Katie. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. That's a penny. That's a pretty That's penny. A penny. Sorry. Back to money. Money to back blow. Back to money, though. Well, ain't no thing to Bob Iger. Uh, Bob Iger will give up his entire salary, and new CEO Bob Chepik, Chepik, whatever, uh, will take a 50% cut. Uh, up until recently, Iger was expected to remain on as his former position of CEO until 2021. However, right. Disney surprised fans last month with the announcement that Parks Chairman Chepik would step in, effective immediately. As it turns out, yeah. it's a bad time for the company. Bad things happened. But at the same time, like a lot of the executives, it's it's like trickling down to pay 
the people at the bottom. This is good publicity, I feel like, for Disney. It's been all right. over the place. The idea that like Bob Iger's still getting paid for the next two years. He's he's gonna he doesn't he's gonna let go of that salary of twenty one million dollars or whatever he makes. But like last year he, with bonuses, he made seventy million, which was like more than every other employee combined. He's fine <laughs> on money, but it still yeah. looks good on him. The new guy coming in. That takes some that to say, I'll give up half. I mean, he's still doing fine money. These are rich people who are just for a little while going to be a little less rich at the end of the day. Like, I love that. I love the idea. Like, it's always good sentiment. Like, look at us. But uh, bullshit is bullshit. It's like, uh oh, sorry, Bob. We can't write that check for a fraction of what you already have in your checking account. You know what right. I mean? But yeah, I the see- idea is they forego those and then they can pay employees while the parks are closed and the things are closed. So. Keep, keep people keep people paid and fed. Uh, speaking of Disney, though, Jamie Lee Curtis is hitting Disney Plus. Did you hear about this one, Grace? No, I did not. The old J, the old JLC, the JLC. Back at yeah. it. She's rumored to be the latest addition to the Mandalorian season two cast, which is obviously the hit from Disney Plus and the only real good original thing from. Well, there's that Imagineering show, which is pretty good. There's some stuff. Like and that, that movie Togo, that's a hit. I enjoyed that film. But there's a lot of excitement already, obviously, with Moff Gideon possessing the Darksaber. Lots uh, of stuff. Do you think there's going to be a lot more people, a lot more faces, a lot more f- familiar yeah, Michael, ones? Michael Benhoff or whatever his name is, the guy that was in all those great, like he was in Terminator 1 and uh, The Rock. You know him. Michael Bean, Michael Ben. How do I always forget this guy's name? Anyways, you'll know him when you see his face. He's in it. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in there now. They got the key. I'm assuming people that were already in there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I think this is going to be, um, I think this, I mean, is, this is just a rumor right now, right? Yeah. So right now it's the latest rumor. We're she could work. Every rumor. She could I, work. I'd be down. She's a good actress. You see knives out, knives out, knives out, knives out. <laughs> she was in that. She, she no. killed it. Halloween. Uh, my thing is we had a lot of excitement with um, people coming in the first season. The, a lot of the names, right? But we only saw him for one episode, like, and that was it. Was well, it and the they same? weren't even, and they weren't even huge names most of the time. It was like, oh, that's a cool person, but it wasn't like Clooney's in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it wasn't Clooney. That's for sure. It's like Tay. It's like uh, you know, it's Bill like uh, yeah, Bill Burr is gonna make an appearance, or like Taika Waititi's a voice. It's like it wasn't like <laughs> you never Ben Affleck stops by and he's got them apples. You know, it's uh, Matt, so, Matt Damon could stop by, right? Oh no, different yeah. Person. Oh, he can, Matt Damon can always stop by. Oh, but what's the name? Sedakis <laughs> was in, in there last little. Yeah, thing, as you know? a stormtrooper is like a thing. Yeah, Nick Nolte. Nolte was in there as little. Yeah. There you go, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it had it had a good cast. I'm just saying, I feel like I feel like when it came, out, I was like, oh, that's Pedro Pascal. He's been in a couple good things and this that. And now yeah. I feel like it's just like they're just throwing people. They're like. We're, you we get a part. In there. You get a part. You get, you get a part. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that would the argument could be the same that the people they're bringing in aren't again massive. But I just feel like it had success, and now they want to expand that, which I'm all for. If you're gonna make these roles and try and bring them to life, if it's, yeah. I mean, you got to bring in people they're gonna crush, right? Or, or surprise you, right? Two. So I can't Three. wait. I cannot two. wait for season two. Great show. Well, Chris, I hope you're excited about season two if this show gets re-signed, but. SGN. Speaking of everything with all the Corona, and which I don't, I don't know. If, can we say that on Instagram? No, you can't say it on. We can. YouTube. No, you can't. Thanks. Why? Nice job. You just got us canceled. Oh, because it has bad. What I don't know. It's COVID nineteen. We live in apocalyptic times now. We have to have. <laughs> speaking of Chris, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic has got people uh, all across the world locked down in their homes. Many are using them 
time to get creative. Actor, writer, director John Krasinski, for example, is hoping to bring good news to the world with his new YouTube channel. Some good news. Inspired to spread some positivity amidst the bad news, he was joined by former former Office co-star Steve Carell for the first video. Did you see this? I watched this today, and uh, it was a real treat, Brad. That's what I'll tell you. It was a real treat to watch. Have you seen? You've watched it. Yeah, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. I didn't watch all of it. I think, I mean, it's basically just him sitting in his live in his office being like, here's a bunch of good news to make you cry and well up with tears because you're like, there's still happiness in the world. And then Steve Carell comes in and they just bullshit about the freaking office for a while because it was like the 15th anniversary or whatever. And I thought it was great. I mean, it wasn't anything like I guarantee you before they got on the call, him and Carell were probably on the phone and he said, okay, and here he's running him through what's going to happen. He just goes, Hey, and let's just talk about the office because these people eat that shit up. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's some organic thing. Like, should we reflect on the office, Steve? It's like, these people are going to eat this. up. <laughs> They're so stupid. <laughs> so I think that, uh, but at the same time, it's nice to have them, you know, reflect on memories and just be buddy, buddy, laughy, laughy. Right. Uh, for the record, Katie, I do like the office. I've seen every episode. Thank you very much, but good on you. Uh, don't Chris, like it? <laughs> apparently the Katie doesn't think I do, uh, but stop <laughs> the digital presses. We've talked about this on our other show, Chris. Yes, we did. Following a similar announcement from DC Comics, Marvel Comics has confirmed that it will not release new comics either in print form or via digital distribution methods on April 1st. Marvel's Marvel's entertainment president, Dan Buckley, explained the situation to direct uh, marketer retailers, retailers in a statement. Uh, what was it? Uh, I got distracted. That's okay. A statement. Uh, Diamond Comic Book Distributors announced that it would stop shipping out printed comics because of the virus, blah, blah, blah. Right, and they right. The exclusive rights. Yeah, Diamond Comics, just for everybody that doesn't know, uh, is basically a monopoly, and we're yeah. all just okay How with it. That? They're basically a family-run business that they print uh, every, no matter where the comic comes from, it basically, if it's mainstream, it goes through them to print and distribute. Or even even if it's not printing, it's just distribution rights. So basically, yeah. they're like, if they stop, then comic books don't go anywhere. They have the little logo on. Somehow they own like ninety eight percent of the market, I think, of of that business. And everyone's just like, that's okay, thanks, Diamond. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they did that. That's someone do some. Which this makes sense. Get back. To yeah, somebody phone, so. investigate this and get back to you about how they can run this this show gamut of comic um books. this whole thing about them digital. stopping yeah not, not they're not gonna hold they're gonna hold off on pushing new comics to the digital platform uh to sort of make it i mean what we talked about in the last on our last little segment but here is the idea on their end is if we don't release the digital comic when the covid19 passes by or when we come out of this this time period we'll release the print versions and the digital but it'll give people a chance to go and support their local comic shop. So they can go, they can say, Hey, those issues I've been waiting on, like, boom, drop them. It's going to give a nice quick influx of cash to comic stores who right right now with their doors shut, make nothing. And there's no, I mean, like other than some of the big ones like midtown where they can like call in your order and I'll throw it to you as you pass by. Uh, it's, it's pretty hard hitting for that industry. So it's really cool to see a big distributor and comic companies saying, we're not going to we're going to hold off on what we do to make it better down the road for everybody that helps push that out. I think that's really cool. And I in the beginning I was like, "What a bunch of horse shit." And then I did a little <laughs> more reading and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really really cool actually." I mean, I like yeah, that. I'm indifferent about it. As soon as the doors open, we're all going to go back. Yeah. Blow our money, all our unemployment checks and Yeah, our- you just got to cash them at the cash them at the counter, they say. Yeah. I think people sign say it that. Over. Maybe not. 
sign it over to you. Uh, yeah, let me get that uh, Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet and uh, issues number four, five, and seven. Cha-ching! <laughs> Do you take COVID-19 checks? Anyway. Uh, Chris, while we're all quarantined and whatnot, this last... I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about this, but fuck it. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, let's open up the floodgates. I call this one Tiger Blood because it's just... Everyone's talking about it. Why is this the, the, the thing to talk about? Because it's freaking crazy. <laughs> it's freaking uh, crazy. What up, Bret Hart? We're talking all about Tiger King, the documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. Tiger. Sorry, I didn't. Even, I just kind of just threw that out there. Uh, yeah, Tiger King. So there it is, folks. Tiger King. Because Everyone... it's just it's just so crazy weird. Right. It, it's just really it's just captivating, and it's so zany and weird that you're so busy watching it that you forget that the rest of the world is happening and things are going crazy and whatever the bad stuff is because you're just like. It, it every episode gives you a new thing and one of them you're trying to solve a murder mystery and <laughs> other one you're pissed because you realize you could have bought a tiger for like two grand right in one a dude like kills himself on camera and it's like like every episode has something where at the end you're just like what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> and it makes you forget that like you know the well, sky is have you falling finished down. it oh yeah oh, i finished yeah. it i sat down and said tell me this story and then i watched the whole thing <laughs> amazing it's crazy amazing it's definitely one of the craziest shows i've ever seen it's almost it's almost so odd and off the wall it could be scripted but it's not at least i don't think yeah but it's very it's very yeah the crazy part for me is that well number one i mean it's in oklahoma but it should be florida for some reason like the whole time <laughs> you're watching you're like this is florida, florida. and then yeah. they're like and that guy's like the documentary guy's like, yeah, now I'm out here in bumfuck Oklahoma, and I was like, oh wow. Brett brings Katie up had a, a great comment about uh, meth. Yes, meth. So and then yeah, Brett also says here he says, don't you feel like the tiger should be more expensive? That's another great Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that cat goes for like three grand for over there. I'm like three grand. Who do I make the checkout to? What? Yeah. But then he realized like, and it does. I, I think the documentary also does a good job of. I mean, there's been a big wave of people like they do saw today. Probably they reopened the Carol Baskins, her the missing right. persons for her first husband. They yep. op- they reopened that case today because uh, they should and look into that. A lot of people are on the side of like she's guilty. She fucking killed him. She did not feed him to the tigers, but that's beside the point. Uh, I know what happened. I don't need to share. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You got that whole thing right, and then after that, then you're like, "Oh wait!" The, the document does a great job of giving you these pieces, but also at the end being like, "This is a this is wrong." Like ultimately, this is keeping cats in captivity like this in like shitty run zoos by like con men and meth heads. Well, like that's not where tigers belong, right? Well, the other thing too is an interesting thing. One, I she all she did was like phrase her zoo correctly. This is a yeah. Uh, Habitat wildlife. She clearly did it. Yeah. The guy goes missing. He did it. Yeah. Definitely did it. But then... Well, she definitely allegedly. got rid of the body. She definitely helped dispose of the body. Let's just say that. How she did it, we don't know. Speculation. Or who did it. You know, speculation. <laughs> Was it but her, I her, think her that husband? We don't know. But I mean, I her, her at the end of the day, her establishment is run better than freaking... The Cult of Tigers. Unbelievable. But it's a very captivating show. If you haven't watched it, boy, howdy, you're going to be in for a real treat. I didn't think her... I would kill I didn't my think husband, her too, faci- to buy more tigers. Amen to that. <laughs> I didn't think her facility was that was better than the other two. 
But then freaking Joe. Joe's wasn't that. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, it, it was all just bad. the way that it was run. It, it was. He was doing a good job. He was just doing everything else really, really poorly. Right. And I don't. I think that she. I do believe that she is focused on conservation and ending. I mean, they they've tried to. There's a whole part in it where I was like, I'm watching the damn thing. I'm like, stop. What are you doing? Like. Stop wasting your money trying to get Joe Exotic gone. Like, just go to the legislator and bribe those dumb motherfuckers. They'll freaking change the law. And then six episodes in, Joe, Joe Exotic's like, you believe her? She's up there talking to lawmakers. I'm like, because that's how the system works, dummy. You give them money and they change the laws. That's how, and yours that's like how government cubs. works. It's unbelievable that we even still kind of let this happen. Like, no, what? They're baby tigers? You just pet them and it's bad for them? And then you're going to kill them when they get old? yeah. Yo, he was, uh, what would they say? Like, from when they're a kitten to, like, the small window, they can make, like, 120 Yeah, and it's like, eh, get rid of them. It's like, huh? Like, we're just, everyone's just fine with it. I guess SeaWorld still exists. This is supposed, this was made as, I I read a whole thing about how it was made as, like, an effort to be, like, Blackfish. To catch on and help to, like, the documentary itself, doesn't matter who the people in it are, because they're all fuck nut crazy. But, like... It was more the idea of you would watch this and maybe you would be more conscious, like how Blackfish was about right. that That's... whale being a murderer, but it actually was about how shitty this whole habitat system is. So yeah, well, like crazy. The, cra- the crazy fact. Antle was in Britney's VMA performance. <laughs> yes, Doc Antle, that freaking guy He's with all the He's in Ace Ventura, or he was. That guy. Now that guy's nuts. <laughs> that guy's out there, man. He's like he was like normal. He's like Hollywood guys on Jay Leno. He's like, look at these Jay, and then he, and then in the documentary, he's like, and these are my six wives, and everybody here worships me, and I embezzled or something because the FBI is always looking to raid me. It's like the fuck? <laughs> what happened? You get bit by a snake in the brain? Always had to make an entrance with an animal. I'll be right there. Let me get on an elephant. Let me go ahead and get that for you. Let me get that for you. Let me walk get that for you. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. that guy's a great documentary though. But he's being looked at. And oh, that guy's that guy's being looked into again. By the way. I think every I think this documentary opened a whole new wing of the FBI. There's no doubt that they, everybody watched the show and they're like, "Okay, get some people on the missing husband. This guy's up to something fucking nuts. Uh, this guy's got to go. He's a con man. Somebody track down that guy's other teeth." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all. There's so much in this. But one more thing I want to touch on. Uh, so Shaq was in it. Did did Shaq- yes, yes yes today he had that. He did come out. I was like, ah, I didn't. I just showed up there. I don't know that guy. Like, we're not friends. Separate. Agree. Himself. Agree as a side comment. The only chill dude was the homie with no legs. Oh he yeah, lost he lost his the, legs, and he he's like, and he's, he's yeah. like, man, I was just trying to. I just want to. He like he kind of was normal. He's like he called shit how he saw it. He'd be like, that was pretty. That was some pretty shady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the only one who like showed up for Joe like on his side or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, they didn't want me to testify. Goddamn. <laughs> now he works at, like a racetrack, like he's in the movie Driver. Yeah. Or drive. Amazing. Anywho's, what but were Shaq, you saying? I was saying Shaq came out, was like, yeah, nah, he distances himself from Joe Exotic or whatever. And, but I swear on that thing, he's like, yeah, I picked up two cats. Didn't he say he bought two cats? I didn't, I don't remember. But he probably did. <laughs> but he probably did. They're so he cheap. He probably bought them cats. They're so cheap. And he was Shaq. But the bottom All line. All the celebrities were loving it. Yeah. A bottom line, though, the biggest fact that bothered me i think was that there were more tigers in captivity than in the wild than in the yep. wild and it's a endangered species that was right. wild like how how do you get away with that this this is the huge symptom of of humanity right like we push all these animals to extinction we live in a time when it's like 
oh, more live in cat. And, and there's a great part in there where it's like all the money should stop being diverted, stop going into making these habitats better. It should go to their natural environments right. and preserving those. But the money just here, because people make money off it. If people are making money, then that's what they want to do. Like it, 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 if you put tigers in their natural habitat and only in their natural habitat with they shit bricks of gold, you could bet your bottom dollar those those things would be Roman wild because people could make money off of them. So it's such a it's just it sucks. But at the end of the day, after watching the thing, just don't buy a big cat. Hey, at the end if of you, the day, if, if you're if you're out at the store and some guy says, "Hey, pal, you you want to buy a liger?" Just what? say, "I'm good, man." The other thing too, the other thing that I thought was crazy was this guy got lucky. Whoever did the documentary got mad lucky. He was investigating some snakes. Oh yeah. And then he's like, the guy sort of like got me a fucking snow leopard out in my back of my van. And he's like, is this supposed to be in here? And the guy's like, sure, whatever. I'll show you some more shit. And he was like, I guess this is my life for the next two years. And he's like, (laughs) follow it along. Cool. And then the shit show just kept unraveling for him. So. There's many of the stuff to talk about. We could spoil it all day. Go see it if you haven't already seen it. And wow. Uh, Chris, let's nerd out for a little bit. We're talking business. the 35th anniversary of Secret Wars. Now, for those that yes, don't yes, know, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, commonly known as Secret Wars, was a 12-issue American comic book crossover limited series. Published from May 1984 to April 1985 by Marvel mm-hmm. Comics. Uh, the series was written by Jim Shooter with the art by Mac, uh, Mike Zeck and Bob Layton. It was tied into the same toy line from Mattel. Now, this is a funny story because I think the DC had done a deal with one of the other big toy companies. Right. And, and they were doing really well. So. Right. Uh, Mattel was like, we got He-Man, but can you give us some Marvel characters? And so the two, <laughs> they did the research or whatever, and like two words that fascinated kids was secret and wars. So that's how Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's how right. That, that, that's how they put that together. I mean, before we really dive into Secret Wars, because we're going to talk about basically breaking down the comic itself and what came out of it and why it was such a big deal 35 years ago and why it still looked back very fondly and all that shit. But like this part that you set up is perfect because what it comes down to is the same thing that so many things that I loved as a child came down to. The fact that there was money to be made, baby, because this is at its most like this whole thing was literally just a market test. Oh, 100%. Hey, we need a comic book where we can sell a whole shit ton of action figures. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, well, we could take all the Marvel characters and we could put them together. And they have to do something and they'll all wear different costumes and suits and so you'll have to buy toys. And then and then this one comes in and, and they're like, sure. Even the name, like you just made a great point. The fact that they, they said, hey kids, of these 400 words, which ones do you like the most? And the kids said, secret! And they said, wars! And they said, we'll call it secret wars. Oh. Like it was all just to brainwash you to be like, I want toys. Right. I want toys. And it worked. So. 100% worked. Um. It's still a lot of great things for the industry came out. It's got some great animation, not the best. Uh, and the story's okay. It's pretty heavy on the, you should buy toys. But I just want to get out of the fact that this is capitalism at its best. Somebody said, kids are dumb and they love toys. Yeah. Bango, bango, secret wars. I feel like this also opened the door for Marvel Comics in that sense of like, possibilities are endless with beings and whatever. 
Sure, sure. It really it was the whole they they traveled another planet and this whole and this whole thing with like cosmic entities and we always were playing with that, you know, like from early on in comic books you saw this idea of multi, a multiverse and uh, different different realities and different en- entities living in different places. But yeah, this was definitely one of the bigger ones. Crisis on Infinite Earth for DC would obviously be the big hitter because that really got it going. But um, but yeah, this Secret Wars really took all the characters and just fucking threw them into space. I mean, you all got to wear different suits now. Right. Th- not only that, but this also tied into a lot of different storylines in their regular, uh, in each character's like own series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we could go on for days, but let's talk about some of the characters that are are in this. We're talking Spider-Man, the X-Men, Captain America, Fantastic Four, uh, Iron Man, Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk is in this, I believe, as well. They also have to get all the villains to help them. Villains as well. Villains in there. They basically all team up kind of to go and do this thing. So it was (laughs) it was a big it was a big deal. Big deal. At first, you think Magneto's the main guy and there's like a love triangle somewhere around there. Uh, and then it turns out Doom is really Doom again. But Doom was just dooming just again. Doom, dooming up. The f- cool thing about this was this was prepped so far in advance that a lot mm-hmm. of the regular storylines from like Amazing Spider-Man to She-Hulk or even the Fantastic Four because She-Hulk joined the Fantastic Four for a minute. Yes, yeah. I mean, and this was all mixes all, up. And- yeah, it was all done before this came out. I think it was all to hype the series right in that sense of oh marketing. yeah the a road to secret wars like let's get people in different teams and we'll split them up and just really shaking up it was you know it's just like what we talk about all the time with marvel and dc as comic book companies in general you know you have so many characters yet it's still so easy for it to go stale so you have to find right. ways to mix characters and pair them off and give new teams and we've seen that done successfully a lot of times and we've also seen that done um very unsuccessfully other times so it's a toss-up and this one uh did its job very well this is like we said at the beginning of the show the first crossover event of this magnitude i guess or i mean it was massive even the first one maybe of all time but this led to bigger series and is still considered one of the top crossover series of all time but we're talking civil war infinite infinity earths was the second one or or like probably one of the other ones that is up there with this one but the biggest Christ issue... Christ on Infinite Earth, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Usually those are the top two people go back and forth on. One of the biggest thing to come out of this one is obviously issue number eight with Spider-Man, not Superman, but Spider-Man, getting mm-hmm. a new costume. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So we see Spider-Man in the black suit, and this is where we finally see uh, Symbiote for the first time. Yes. But we don't know, really. Yep. It develops through time, Eddie Brock. But he was in the black suit randomly during no, Secret Wars. But yeah, but before before that, in his own books, he was in there. The black suit was already there and already going through that storyline. Really? And yeah. So I thought he found the suit. I thought this was the introduction of the black suit. It is, but he just showed up one day in the comics, his line, right, with the suit already because it happened after Secret Wars. But Secret Wars hadn't even released yet. Right. So basically, sense. they were running. Yeah, they were running the Spider-Man storyline. It takes place after he got back from space. And so he's got the black suit, even though you don't know how he got it. So you have to read Secret Wars to figure out why he's got this new yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's interesting that that's where we get. You know, I think with the way Venom has progressed, you think of it as being Venom first, right? But I mean, Spider-Man three, the film, the Sam Raimi movie, like 
that one told the story. They never really tell. That's the thing about Secret Wars. It's kind of it's big and huge, but it really was just to serve a purpose as a comic book arc, and this big thing that brought everything together. So like, even as a kid in the Spider-Man the animated series, it's the astronaut ship with J. Jonah Jameson's son that crashes, and Venom was on board and he gets loose. And like I remember that from the cartoon show, and then in like other things you've seen that that same kind of storyline, like it crashes mm-hmm. to Earth, the movie Venom, and it always goes to Spider Man first as the suit, and then because it was attached to him, that's, that's why it gets some sentence and wants to be him. That's why he has all the same powers, and he right. likes to have the white spider on his chest because he's obsessed. So I think that um, it's really it's interesting the way they did it. I, sometimes I feel like they just they backed the fuck into it. They were like. Yeah, we'll give him this cool black suit, and he's a black spider now. Yeah, it's a it's, it's like tar. And then they were like, "Well, we should maybe we should maybe we should make this damn thing have its own personality." And now Venom is no movie. So yeah, like you said, Chris, we haven't seen this on a on a series, cartoon, or real life done correctly, as far as the the story of how Spider Man got his suit. What else came from this series that we should talk about? Because Daredevil's also in this. I forgot. I forgot he was in this. We got Beyonder. It was a new character at that time that they brought out. I just read something recently. I just read something recently that talked about like, some of the things. And the problem with it is, is if you're just, you know, watching this, you just logged on to see who are these jokers. Um, it's tough if you're not like really involved because there's some characters like you go yeah. through the list. It's like Titania and somebody else were made by Doom. He like made these two characters out of elements. And it's like, oh, that's right. cool. Like, I don't really know who the hell they are. But unless you've read other series, you followed along like... I don't. I wouldn't even know really to Tanya if she hadn't been one of the hammer bearers in a comic line called Fear itself. So like, there's weird stuff like that. The but mostly, I mean, it really is mostly that the Spider-Man black suit is like the one that people really go back to, and that's the issue that's so important. I mean, we've seen that in a lot of other giant comic runs though. Going back to Crisis on Infinite Earth, issue number eight or seven is the most famous one because that's where the flash dies. And that was the first time that a major right. hero had been actually killed. And so it's like, that's the yeah. headliner, but in Christ on infinite earths are a lot more things. There's, you know, you, you get to see a lot of universes with different characters or characters in different roles that come back and play later. So this is no different. It's just, it really gets into the kind of the nitty gritty stuff of what did secret wars do? It gave us the black suit and it made it so they could smash all the heroes together and then jam toys down your throat. <laughs> Also true. They did make a sequel to this. There's like technically two sequels that are Secret Wars 2. Didn't do very well. Very complicated. And Beyonder ends up on Earth. On sure. and on. Just uh, class. <laughs> in 2015, they do it. They did an entire huge, huge comic book crossover event with a crap load of books, different worlds, smashing every Earth multiverse. Oh, yeah. And got us Emperor Doom. He's up there somewhere, which I thought is by far one. Yeah, of my it was kind of playing off Secret Wars. It was basically all the universes put together. And then you had to like it's it's a very complex and very confusing storyline. It but is. It played off the same idea that you can take. It's not just about different Earths existing out there. It's about what happens if you take these different realities and smash them into one reality. What happens, which is kind of cool. And and this opened a door for just excuse me creative imagination like that like being able mm-hmm. to say well if we, if we do put all these heroes together how are they going to react how are they going to move and i think even though it was all done just to push toys 
there's a really cool thing that happens when you find combinations that work. You find and discover new storylines. You, you, you expand your world more than you even yeah. thought. Yeah. Oh wait, if we do these two characters together, they actually could have their own storyline. Like, let's see what let's see how that plays out. So yeah, lots of great stuff, and it's a good it's a classic run to have. It's not that expensive to pick up. No, and you can find um, it. They they did a digital version of it recently. Um, digital. I mean, you can go to when the comic stores are open again. You can find back issues of it still. You can buy it in trade paperback. Like. It's one of those heavy hitters that they consider, you know, it's a comic run that also got turned into a, a trade paperback. So where all the issues are together in one book, mm-hmm. which makes it easier to read if you're really interested um, and see all the pretty pictures. Yes, definitely one to check out if you haven't already. Or if you have, go back to it. Read it. It's a it's a classic comic book run. Chris, what are we talking next week? Next week's going to be great. Next week's going to be a big, big, big week. Big week. Uh, we're talking Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary of that film coming out. So much happened. Such a great Star Wars. In my opinion, the best Star Wars film. Um, so uh, that's going to be a good one to catch. We're going to have all kinds of facts and trivia and Easter eggs, stuff you've never heard anywhere else. I can't guarantee that, but but I'm going to try. You never know. You never uh, know so that'll be good. Plus. That'll be a good one. Right. Buzz through some stuff and then we'll hit the Star Wars. Break out the lightsabers. Uh, dope. Well, I've been your host, Bradley Baxter, my man, Chris Bucky Watch. Thanks for joining us on Instagram. If you haven't followed us yet, you can hit us up at G Splash Podcast. We're there. We're obviously on our own. And we yep. will be around. Hope everyone is staying safe. Keep your distance, though. Block them. Block them. Block, 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 block. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week right here on G Splash, aka the dopest podcast. Thanks, Katie. On Big love. Big love to oh, Katie. We'll see you uh, for what the franchise. We out here, baby. Peace. 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 Peace.